Hello and welcome to episode 117 of Throwing Elbows. I'm your host, the senior editor of KHI Press, Dan Darty, and alongside me is a star writer, a star podcaster, and a two-time picks champion, Heath Harshman. Hey, this week, it's our first week of a coffee giveaway. So go like us on Facebook, Throwing Elbows MMA. And you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Throwing Elbows MMA as well. Twitter, at Throwing Elbows, and our written work is on KHSIPress.com. But our coffee giveaway is on Facebook. Keith, tell them about it. It's fantastic. We, I don't know, it's, I love doing stuff like this. Obviously, we haven't done, this is the only time we've ever done it with the podcast, but I've done a lot of stuff like this uh, in, in other websites we've, I've worked for. And I don't know, giveaways are just fun. I don't know, you're giving away free stuff. And it, the cool part about it is when you work or like are partnered with a, a cool company that you can like actually get behind and you're not like having to do it, like wringing your hands or anything like that. Um, and it fits with us so well. Fire department coffee, super cool. Obviously, the steep Miocic, uh, extra strength, two times the caffeine coffee is what we're doing in the giveaway. Um, and they give 10% of their net proceeds to, like, injured firefighter. Like, I don't know, it's, it's a very wide swath. It's a very general thing where they, they do, can do a lot of good with the money that they're earning. So um, I know that we've both gotten some of it. Uh, my girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, in med school, she ended up using it for a late night study session, said there was definitely extra caffeine in it. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the report I got as I'm not a huge coffee drinker. What was the uh, feedback you got, Danny? I got a similar uh, thing <laughs> where it's like, wow, so much energy. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I guess that's the point of coffee. So. Well, yeah, well, if you're going to put Stipe on it, like you got to, if you call it extra strength with Stipe, he's not going to, it can't be no joke. It's got to be that firefighter. Yeah. Like you, you got to, yeah, no, like they're, they're, their level of, of need of alertness and energy when it comes to their coffee is much more significant than me wanting to you know wake up on a on my day of work but mm-hmm. it's very fun uh the the post it'll be up there for another week or so we'll uh we'll announce the winner on next week's show ahead of ufc 260 where stipe takes on francis and ganu in the rematch that i'm very very excited for uh but yeah yeah go check it out um <laughs> all you got to do I, I put this in the post and i should know better by now as i mentioned doing other giveaways and different things but in there i put all you got to do is like the post um, the specific post, like Throwing Elbows MMA on Facebook, and then just comment with your favorite Stipe Miocic memory. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little bit hard to follow for some people, uh, but <laughs> we are getting likes. <laughs> we are, and it's good. And it's like I don't know. We're we obviously we're not like very heavily invested in this. Um, like if our Facebook doesn't explode from this, um, it's not the end of the world. But we're just excited to kind of share this cool product with somebody else help our new Facebook a little bit um, and kind of kill two birds with one stone. But it's been very fun to do so far. Hopefully we can do some more fun stuff in the future. But yes, go check it out. It's free coffee. Like who, even if you don't like free coffee, you know somebody in your life that does. I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I've gotten, you know, gift cards to, you know, Starbucks and different things in my life. I've never used them once, but you know who loves it? That person in your life that you know is addicted to coffee and they will look at you like you're the best person in the world when you give that gift card. It means absolutely nothing to you. They love it. Use it this way or drink it all. It's, It's good stuff. Yes, so go like us on Facebook, throw on Elvis MMA, and participate in that giveaway if you are a coffee drinker, uh, for sure. This week, Megan Anderson no longer with the UFC. Tony Ferguson coming back uh, to the Octagon in May against a very fun opponent. And Austin Arnett is back in the cage this weekend. But first, UFC Vegas 21, uh, Leon Edwards in the main event against Bilal Muhammad. 16 seconds into the second round or so, 
Uh, he has a big, big eye poke. Like, really gets that finger in there. Ugh. And it was it was pretty gross. And Muhammad uh, reacted. And he went down. He was yelling in pain. And you could see there was blood streaking down his face. Uh, the, the eye swole up uh, very quickly. And Muhammad obviously couldn't continue. That, this was a really bad eye poke. And it was the second of the fight for, for Edwards uh, as well. Uh, so... Not a, not a good ending to what was looking like it was going to be a really good fight. It was pretty darn competitive uh, up until that point. So it gets ruled a no contest, and hopefully we get to see these two guys again. Um, but it's just it's a shame that we get to see Leon Edwards actually fight, and this is how it ends because we've been waiting to, to see Edwards back in action for a really long time. And to have it end in an inadvertent eye poke off a body kick, it's just, it really sucks. So I, I, I feel really badly for, for Muhammad, uh, especially since he was getting his first main event uh, exposure in his career. And for Edwards to, to come back and have a fight end like that uh, when you're at the cusp of the welterweight title picture, it's just, it's a really sucky ending to what really could have been a great fight. Yeah, it I... This was a pretty fun card. We'll get to a lot of pretty good stuff on this card that was very under the radar, but this left such a sour taste in my mouth, and not like for any personal reason on anybody, not even for Edwards with the awful, awful, awful eye pokes. Those were egregious. Um, but mm. even then, it's hard not to just feel bad for everyone involved for all the reasons that you mentioned. Like we, This is a really fun matchup. We had the chance to learn a lot about both guys, and we were on the verge of it. I feel like we learned something in that first round but the more important things we were going to learn if it got there were going to be the things in the fourth and fifth round where edwards kind of seems to fade and and Bilal is someone who i don't know not really going to doubt his gas tank but edwards looked really good in the first round he looked so good and it was like wow we haven't seen this guy in this long and he comes out and looks like this like can he finish him can he can he really do the job can he overcome that kind of boring decision thing that he's known for if he gets up a couple rounds and we didn't get to see any of that. And we didn't get to see if Bilal could come back because I, I thought I lost the first round. But if he could look a little bit better, bounce back later in the rounds, put some pressure on Leon. But we, I, there's just so much that everybody missed out on. And moving forward, you mentioned seeing the rematch. I also want that for a few reasons, which we'll get to in a second. But at the same time, I kind of understand Leon being like, dude... This was like a fill-in fight. It was supposed to be, like, first he was supposed to fight Chimaev last year, and then it was supposed to be Chimaev, and then it was supposed, then Bilal comes in, and he's just taking the fight to get a fight. He, his eye is on the prize right now, and I think, unfortunately for him, he's the only one that feels that way. I can't see Dana, who I, doesn't seem like the promotion, slash Dana is, like, huge fans of, of Edwards. Otherwise, he would be fighting more, I would imagine, um, or at least fighting, you know, the, the kind of opponents that he wants to be fighting. But... Um, I don't think he's going to be getting that title shot, which he probably deserves or maybe deserves, but I don't blame him for not wanting to spend another, like, man, he just had to spend how many months on, on Chimaev, who he ended up not even fighting, and now he's supposed to spend another, what, three, four? How, how long does it take for, for Bilal to get, you know, 100% from his eye to get healed yeah. and get a rematch? Like, I feel for both of them. I, I, you know, ultimately I come down on Bilal's side because I think that it's it's a fun rematch, and I don't think that... As much as Edwards has all the arguments in the world that he deserves it, it sounds like the Usman Masvidal. It sounds like he wants Masvidal. I can't imagine Masvidal's going to turn down a title shot and the whole tough thing. If that comes to fruition, 
I don't know. Edwards could do worse than than Bilal. I mean, there's some stuff out there. A Wonder Boy came out there and called him out, and that sounds fun. Like, not gonna mm-hmm. lie, Bilal, that that sounds pretty fun. Um, obviously, Covington's out there. Kiesa's out there, but he's still gonna be fighting again. Um, so I don't know. I don't think he's gonna be getting that title shot he wants. But I just like I just kind of I was bummed. I was really really bummed because it it was a Nobody, like, as much as pokes suck, it wasn't like the knee from Jan, where it was like, it felt like that. I don't know, it was just kind of a, a sad way to end what was a really fun matchup on a pretty solid card. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, as far as Edwards goes, in my mind, if you want your title shot, don't be poking eyes twice in two rounds. <laughs> so, I mean, that, getting that's... getting for it. I, I, I'm a big Edwards fan, um, but it, it's it's tough to feel sympathy when he, that that happens when you poke a guy twice. Um, so I, I I do want to see him get the title shot sooner rather than later, but he's he has to fight Bilal again. It's just that that's how it that's how it goes. That's how it has to be uh, because this was as much as this was Edwards' chance to get back in the cage and be at the front of people's minds again. This was Muhammad's big break. This was his main event, and uh, he got that raw from him. So uh, he deserves to, this this shot again. And uh, Edwards, he'll have to he'll have to keep waiting. I think that yeah, like you said, the Walterweight division is is going to keep moving forward without him, um, and his time will come eventually. It's just that um, Edwards has now unfinished business with Bilal Muhammad, uh, who's a future contender in this division, it seems. So. Uh, let's get that done first, then we can figure out the matchups. I'm still, I'm still a fan of eventually seeing Usman versus Wonderboy um, because of just the stylistic stuff. But if they want to force Masvidal into the title picture again, whatever, uh, that that's that's fine by me. Usman will just win again. Uh, but the Walter Wade title picture will will keep moving forward with or without uh, Leon Edwards. He'll just I just wanted to see him to to see him get a full fight against Bilal Muhammad because Muhammad deserves it. Well, like I don't know at the same like. I, I I don't like the promotion. I'm always going to be pro fighter or pro you know, like worker compared to the the boss and the corporation. But at the same time, if you're Leon Edwards and you want this title shot against a guy right now holding the belt you've already lost to once, and yeah, it was six years ago. But all you've done in the last almost two years, come if you know if they fight in July, that'll be two years since he beat RDA. All he has to go off of, or all the promotion has to sell, is the eye poke against Bilal, like a, a round, yeah. a little bit more than a round, where, yeah, he looked really good. And obviously, people like us who, who work for websites and real MMA like fans know that he's really good and know that it would be a fun matchup and, and all those things, but he's still got to sell the fight. And that's why, like, even for, for Usman, like, do I think Jorge Masvidal is the number one contender at welterweight right now? Hell no. But, like, if Kamara wants to get that money, he knows that's the, the biggest fight that makes the most sense for him right now that... That he can actually do where they can still kind of sell it but um if you're leon edwards yeah as much as i like he said i agree that he does deserve it and I, hopefully he does get it soon like i wouldn't hate that but um yeah i feel like you still got to give him more to work with yeah but this is the, your one little kind of showcase that you've had in the last year and a half two years and it comes out like this you, you can't really be out there beating your chest also like everybody loves Blah Muhammad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's hard to look like the good guy in this situation when you're the one poking him in the eye and then saying that you don't want the rematch. Cause everybody like just instinctually is going to take Bilal's side. Cause he's great. Um, so I think that also doesn't help uh, Leon's case much. Relevant to our conversation just announced official for UFC 261. Uh, Kamar Uzman versus Jorge Masvidal two is the main event. 
261. At 261, so that headlines above Valentina Shevchenko and Jessica Andrade and Weili Zhang and Rose Namajunas. Wow. So that's in Jacksonville. And also announced, Dana White said, full capacity crowd. That's April 24th. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the fights. Uh, well, they got the fight done. Hmm, interesting. Well, so now maybe if Leon wants to wait, he won't have to wait as long as long as he expected to, but interesting that they're doing that in April. The tough thing must have fallen through. I wonder, I wonder who they're gonna go with for tough. I did see, um, Joanna Pena out there. I know she's uh, like still arguing for the fight with Nunez, but I heard her post something about would you like to see me on tough. That would be kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. hmm. All right then. I well, I didn't. I didn't expect that because it seemed like that was um, like pretty in the bag for tough. So I wonder if they just decided to change directions altogether or, or what the deal is. But yeah. uh, good for good for Usman for making it happen. I guess it, it should be pretty fun. But I don't. I see that fight going the same way it did last That's time. That's such a boring rematch. <laughs> God, it was it was fifty forty five like clear as day. Yeah, but you still can do the you know short notice. Abu Dhabi, oh, all the things man. like all the all the normal excuses that sell fights that'll end up, you know, maybe it'll be forty nine, forty six this time. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> I, I, it's not gonna happen. Usman <laughs> wins every round, every time. So back to UFC Vegas twenty two. I believe this was um, Brian Span. How do you not 21. know? It's such a, a good naming system for keeping track of things. Yeah. How 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 could it possibly go wrong? I'm so lost. <laughs> Ryan Spann knocked out Misha Serkinov in the co-main event. Uh, Serkinov actually looked pretty good, and then he kicked Spann below the belt. Spann comes out after the pause and just goes all goes all in after after uh, Serkinov and knocks him down once. Serkinov pops up, knocks him down again, and <laughs> Spann wins by knockout. Uh, so big win for Ryan Spann, but. Boy, Serkinov, uh, his run has not been looking too hot after what looked to be a really promising uh, career at light heavyweight in the beginning of his UFC run, and now it's kind of faded out and, and kind of petered out. Yeah, it's he just doesn't. He's he's his chin can't handle that division anymore, and I don't know. Maybe it never could, but I know he's thirty four, but. I, well, I guess it did for a long time. I don't know. Like I said, I believed in him so much after that Krilov win. But it's been downhill from there. And I think a big part of it, too, is um, part of the downhill slide. Like, obviously, that's getting later in his career. He doesn't have a ton of fights. But he gets KO'd by Volkan in 28 seconds. He gets TKO'd by Glover in 2 minutes and 45 seconds. He gets TKO'd with a flying knee from Johnny Walker in 38 seconds. Like, these are all very quick finishes. These, these are, are quick, yeah. So, and even in his wins in the past, like, he was never a guy. That was one of the reasons that, that, like, I was so excited about him when he first made his run in the UFC. Um, He was never going deep in fights. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's see. In his career, he's made the the third round three times in 21 fights and once in the UFC. And he's been in the UFC since 2015. So, whether he's getting knocked out or or, or submitting the other person generally, um, that's how it goes. But... Uh, since 2017, that's four of his last six. He's he's two and four in his last six, and uh, all of the losses are first round KOs. Uh, and obviously Volkan's great. You know Glover's chair, number one contender right now. Johnny Walker does his things. Ryan Spann also a pretty powerful, explosive guy. Um, 
he needs different matchups. There's a reason his wins recently are against Jimmy Crute and Patrick Cummins. Like he, mm-hmm. he he can't be fighting these big explosive guys like this who who can put him out because they they will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but Ryan Spann, I like the way he's going. Uh, he's now, uh, let's see, four and one in the UFC. No, five and one in the UFC now, uh, with a couple knockouts and and a submission. And his one loss was against Johnny Walker, where Crazy he fight. essentially had Walker knocked out, yeah. and Walker somehow pops up and, and gets a knockout on Spann. So uh, even then, that was kind of a fluky loss uh, in that one. So. Uh, his span is, is is coming. He's he's got power. He's got a lot of a lot of power and athleticism for that two hundred five division. And uh, I like his chances uh, to to get around that top ten because Sirkinov uh, was a borderline top ten fighter, and Span proved that he belongs right in that range. So uh, I'd like to see what his next step up will be. Uh, but I I I'm I'm a fan of uh, of of Span's rise to the division right now. Yeah, well, and it's it's just so kind of hard to tell in that division because like as much as he he's like you said, all the things you said. He's he's looking good. It's hard to look much better against a guy like Serkinov, who is dangerous still. Like as much as I just kind of talked about his chin, like he's still a dangerous grappler. It's like he's someone that you have to put out of there um, because he has power too, and he's probably a better grappler than most people at two hundred five. But um, at the same time, you know, fun and solid performances against Johnny Walker and Misha Serkinov does not a contender make. I don't, I don't, I don't like not like he definitely has a bright future. I'm excited to see where it goes. But, um, and while that's a really good win, obviously, like I said, hard to do much better. Give me, give me uh, another, uh, like I said, a, a step up and maybe after that I'll buy in a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of guys who could use a step up, Dan Ige, he got a bit of a step down after losing to Calvin Cater uh, in the main event back in July. Uh, he fo- faced Gavin Tucker, only needed 22 seconds. Kind of like the first true punch that landed, uh, knocked out Gavin Tucker. Tucker was going for a, a left hand, and Ige hit him with a right hand down the pipe, and that was it. So only 22 seconds. This looked to be like one of the best fights on the card, and Ige ended it very quickly. So uh, super impressive by Ige to get back in the win column. And uh, I mean, he's coming. He's he's seven and two now in the UFC. Just he had that loss in his debut against Julio Arce, and then the loss against Calvin Cater. Uh, but when you're doing stuff like knocking out a guy like Gavin Tucker, who's like legit and looking really good, uh, that's that's a great sign uh, for your featherweight chances. Yeah, well, and we like Dan Ige a lot, and he's been really fun. Um, and I picked him to, to win this fight, but I don't know if anybody picked him to do that. Like, that's not no. the Dan Ige. And, you know, you mentioned his losses to um, Cater and who was the other one? I just had it Julio up. Arce. Arce. Gavin Tucker seems like the kind of guy who can give you some similar problems to those guys. Obviously, the, yeah. a little bit different. Arce's a little longer and does the kicks, and Cater's got that power. But, like, Tucker's still, like, one of those, like, really talented strikers. So I, I was also a little bummed we didn't get to see more of that because it would have been fun to see um, that matchup develop over the course of that. But, yeah, Dan Ige, if he can add that kind of... Because, I mean, it was just, there was a lot of power, but it was just right on the button. It just put him out just immediately. Um, and if he can start doing that, he's going to be a much bigger problem in that division. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, one guy who's struggling to make his name uh, in, in division is... Struggling to um, get it pronounced properly. <laughs> also. Cop? Yeah. What's, yeah. what's the uh, E there for then? Come on. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, but he, first, first time around, he had just a disappointed performance. Um, in his debut against Alexander Pantoja, 
uh, this time he fights Matthias Nicolau and kind of gets robbed. Uh, all the all the media members had this fight for cop, and uh, it was the, the fight was awarded to Nicolau. So just not the way that we wanted to see uh, cops UFC run go so far. Uh, so this is just I I, I mean. When, when is the guy that we were expecting going to show up? And uh, I mean, he he did good in this fight. It's just the the, the scorecards didn't go his way. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I think he because he definitely lost the first round, and so he started slow, which is something that, if I remember correctly, was also in the Pantoja fight. I think Pantoja also just kind of looked really good, um, if I remember that correctly. But he definitely won the second round. And then it's like the judges filled out their scorecards like halfway through round three. And then when Cop dominated at the end of round three, they were like, well, we already wrote it down. So we're just going to leave it the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they just maybe they had one eraser between the three of them. I don't know. Because he definitely won the end of round three. And that mm-hmm. was the most decisive part of round three. And the other two rounds were still were very clear. Also, I thought Nicolau looked good. Like, I think that's kind of also the bummer him. in this because he looked pretty good in a in a pretty difficult matchup where I know a lot, not a lot of people were picking him. And as much as I don't think he won the fight, um, I think that's kind of a bummer that that gets lost in this a little bit because he looked pretty good for most of the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, hopefully we'll get to see a win soon from Arnold Kopp uh, because his resume uh, like really looked like a guy who could compete for the top of the featherweight division, uh, flyweight division rather, and it just hasn't worked out so far. So we'll see what his next chance is uh, in the flyweight division. Uh, but Eric Anders opening up the main card against Darren Stewart. Has Stewart uh, on the cage and it was was looking good. It was done. And then he throws a knee. Odd. Just weird. Just a weird knee. Not as brutal and, and I mean, decisive and world <laughs> earth-shattering as Piotr Jan, but still a weird knee well, to I mean, throw in who that situation. Would you, who would you rather get kneed in the head by when you when you have three three points on the ground or whatever the, the rule is? Would you, would you rather have be Anders with you up against the cage or... Or I mean, I guess Jan, uh, I don't know. Pick your poison. I'd rather be Darren Stewart, who had my who had his hand up, yeah. protecting yes. his head, <laughs> even if it's a much bigger opponent <laughs> in Eric Anders. Um, well, and he was then, probably then lining it up. Well, yeah, Stewart was a little dazed at least at that point, and maybe not all there. And like, he, yeah, you said he had his hand up. Aljo had to assume the knee wasn't coming because it had been like 45 minutes that they it had was, been in that position it was like, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden then it happened it's like it's like oh i'm it's like yeah you feel like you're safe and then oh. the danger arises but bizarre do you think, i really and okay obviously i always feel like i have to do this before i, I was i was mean last week i can't remember what the joke was at the end of the show i was mean to oh thomas almeida i felt bad for that so i'm, I'm gonna say this before i'm mean again but like obviously it's tough to like you're in a fight it's it's in a cage you're trying to do everything you can like decision making like yeah you should know the rules but i'm definitely a part of the crowd that is much as like yeah they should know the rules and know not to do that i bet it's easy to not like have your head on straight or to like the adrenaline just yeah. take over and to to and have you know in in this case it looked like like Anders knew it was a mistake when he was throwing it because he didn't even, like throw that full force. Like well, if, if he was going for the stoppage, he would have like threw that thing. And with Jan and, too, like he Jan literally asked someone else. So you know their brain yeah. is at least like thinking about it. But I just wanted someone to ask on uh, Anders. Anders, um, did you watch last week's event? 
Like, did you he watch? Did. Ya- he did. <laughs> he did. He tweeted. Him? He tweeted uh, <laughs> after that event when Jan won, no. uh, lost by knock uh, by, the, by the DQ. He said Jan playing by pride rules. Uh, Pierre Jan quote tweeted that and had a face palm emoji Fucking after LOL. Anders fight. That's the yeah. best thing I've ever heard. See, here's the problem though. Last laugh goes to to Anders because uh, no contest. He didn't lose his belt on on that. He because. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Apparently, because uh, one was intentional and one wasn't, and I, I think the Jan one is correct. But if that's intentional, you can't tell. Like Andrew, like yeah. he had him lined up. Like he, he was it's clearly like, on the just, ground. <laughs> just throw it. Yeah. Oh man, just just two weird illegal knees in a row. Uh, so we'll see what happens this weekend. If there's any more illegal knee madness. Yeah, pick your poison. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. don't don't go to the ground. Don't go to three points. You are not safe. No, no. <laughs> You're never safe. Uh, Angela Hill defeated Ashley Yoder decisively. Uh, and, and I mean, this is kind of what we expected. Hill's just a better fighter than Yoder, especially on the feet. Uh, so Hill looked excellent in this fight and keeps her uh, train rolling. Yeah, I think it was, it was one of the podcasts I listen to all the time. But they were talking about it being not like a showcase fight for Angela Hill, but very much a... Um, if she is who we think she is and all the positive things that we've been saying about her, even through the um, tough losses to Claudia Gadelia and Michelle Watterson, some questionable decisions in those, um, that coming off of those last year, when a year, I think wait, we talked about it a lot, where it really seemed like she was putting it together. I mean, she fought four times in 2020. Wow. Well, she got mm-hmm. yeah, five times in a calendar year. So she's finally coming off a little bit of a break. But... Um, to make those losses as meaningful as possible, like we needed to see her just go out there and dominate, and she did, and that was good to see. And it, like, it's nice to see that and be like, okay, she's not like, I don't know. There are just some fighters who it seems like like are just kind of stuck on on losing. Like no matter like I don't know, just got things always seem to happen. Um, and it's nice to see her not fall into that trap and hopefully get another run at some of those higher ranked fighters at strawweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, other highlights on this card: uh, Hani Yaya. He wins by arm triangle. Good for him. I mean, he's just what a what a unique fighter he is. Just kind of a small dude who blankets guys, and they don't know what to do when they're on t- when, when they're on bottom uh, with Yaya on top. So that that's uh, it, it's always good to see Ron, Yaya win. Uh, Nasrat Hakparas gets the win over uh, 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 by decision in in his fight, and JJ Aldrich beats the much taller Courtney Casey uh, in a close decision. Yeah, I didn't know and, about that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's always tight when Courtney Casey fights. It seems. I mean, how many split decisions does she have on her resume? Because it always seems like it's never unanimous with Casey. Let's let's see because let's see. We have split. The split, problem is they're the split. most forgettable fights. Like that's it's hard to remember yes. them because your brain just washes them away. The thing is, they they all happened in one bunch. It was uh, from 2017 to 2018. Uh, Courtney Casey had split decisions against Felice Herrig, Michelle Waterson, and Angela Hill. She beat Hill and lost to Waterson and Herrig. Uh, so huh. just that that's kind of how it goes sometimes when he faced Courtney Casey. And J.J. Aldrich got on the, the better side of that. So uh, good for her. Also, uh, Charles Jordan looked great knocking out yes. um, the debuting Marcelo Rojo. That was a fun fight. Uh, yeah, in in the in the third round of that fight, so good for Charles Jordan to get that victory. But overall, uh, pretty fun card, except for the weird stuff that happened on the main card. 
Yeah, and yeah, just special shout out to Ronnie Aya because obviously like, the submissions are what he's he's like when you watch him fight, that's what you're you're waiting for. Um, but I think you remember this fight because I think you edited it. It was one of, I believe, one of the first ones I wrote for either C-Word, P-Word, or Cape Side Press. But I got to be the lucky soul that wrote up uh, his fight with Joe Soto, which was just one of the bloodiest things ever oh, yeah. in, in Brazil. Super fun mm-hmm. fight and, like, all on the feet, too. Like, one of those weird ones where it was like, okay, we're, we're just going to keep this standing. Um, very, very yeah. fun fight. But, yes, um, awesome career. And just to see him kind of go out there and do his thing, he kind of felt bad for... Ray Rodriguez, that's a that's a tough tough matchup, man. Um, yeah. And you could tell once it got on the ground, he was like, "I don't know what like not that I don't know what to do, but like it's it's uh, you know no matter what you do, the other person's gonna have a counter for it, and so mm-hmm. you're just questioning everything and yeah. But the, always fun to see him do his thing. The last guy you want to face in, yeah. in like a UFC debut, yeah. so uh, good for good for Hanyaya to get that victory uh, for sure. But we have uh, one more fight to go over: yeah. uh, a sick jitsu fighter, Jamel Jones, becoming the promotion's heavyweight champion in CFFC uh, with a first round finish over Cody Goodale Heath. Love it. We're getting the sick jitsu train rolling. Obviously, Mike was looking good earlier this year. Jamel Jones goes out there. Gets a belt. Um, he previously fought on uh, Contender Series. I think it was a couple years ago. Um, so good to see him go in there and, and get the win leading into um, Austin's fight this weekend. Rick Little, just busy guy. <laughs> he, busy man. Yeah. He, he is traveling all over the place. Um, uh, but, yeah, so good to see the Northwest represented and, and Jamel Jones uh, keep the 62 train rolling. When we come back, news articles and stuff like that. So stay tuned to Throwing Elbows. You know him as the baddest man on the planet, and Fire Department Coffee is proud to bring you the baddest coffee on the planet. The Stipe Miocic Extra Strength Coffee is a dark roast coffee with a rich, bold taste that gives you the extra kick you need with two times the caffeine. This coffee packs a punch. Get it at FireDepartmentCoffee.com. That's FireDeptCoffee.com. Welcome back to Throwing Elbows. It's time for news articles and stuff like that. First off, Megan Anderson. Her contract has not been picked up by the UFC following her loss in the title fight against Amanda Nunes. So let's get rid of the featherweight division after that Lex fight that's happening. What is it? Danielle Wolf against Felicia Spencer. Uh, there was a bit of rumor that came from Anderson that uh, the featherweight division will be shut down after that fight, um, but it has not been confirmed. So uh, we'll see what the future is for featherweight. But I wouldn't be surprised if Amanda Nunes is not a double champ uh, in the near future and simply because there isn't a division for that second belt. Well, like, what what could possibly be exciting? Like, if, if you're Nunes, like, obviously, like, the lack of a weight cut and the page A, like, there's reasons that in the, the second belt, there's reasons for her to love it. But, like, at this point, she doesn't even need the division for everybody to know she's the best 145er on the planet. Like, she's mm-hmm. beat Cyborg. Like, she's beat, like, any, like, there isn't enough people for her to beat to make it important enough. But I just don't know, like, what, like, why? Like, what the, what the point was. I guess you could try, like, it was basically just to try to build up Megan Anderson. And they gave her plenty of time and opportunity to do it. And, like, nothing against her. She just, like much like literally every other human being on the planet wasn't up to the task. Um, but I don't think, like, I don't, it, it, if they're going to keep it around, they at least need to, like, do something with it, and that totally isn't their thing. Maybe they can do the, 
that dumb Dana quote where he talked about them saving the flyweight division by like sprinkling a little like I don't know he said something about Sean Shelby like making a couple roster changes and it really doing anything it's like no you guys signed like Brandon Moreno back after you cut him and like I don't know what you guys think you did but it like I don't know um and all of a sudden flyweight's fun again maybe if they invested some time but obviously that's easier said than done I just don't see the point in featherweight all the fun stuff is with Juliana Pena potential trilogy fight with Valentina Shevchenko like 135 just so much easier to build. I just, I can't even think of a name that, like, they can't even just go sign someone random. Like, it, that would even be one thing if they just signed one, like, quote-unquote big name 145ers from other places in the world for Nunes to run through. But those don't even exist, or at least not enough to sell more pay-per-views than any other fight she could get in the UFC. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I just don't see the point. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean... I have been against the featherweight division from the start. <laughs> Since before it existed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's just, it's run its course, and it ran its course a long time ago. What was so, your favorite favorite UFC featherweight moment? Uh, when Nunes knocked out Cyborg. It's literally the only one anybody could remember. Yeah, that's that's pretty easy for me, just because <laughs> it, it silenced all the Cyborg goat talk, so uh, that was nice. <laughs> Can you name one other of her defenses at featherweight? She beat Felicia Spencer. Did she, though? Like, I feel like it might maybe. Maybe it was a fever dream, Danny. Who knows at this point? Because <laughs> they're all just the same fight. What was it? Felicia Spencer and uh, and, and the Mia Anderson fight. I don't think there was... Who fought Tanya Evinger? Uh, Cyborg did. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a mistake. So, <laughs> let's stop talking about featherweight. Uh, <laughs> some fights that got announced. UFC 262, Tony Ferguson against Benil Dariush. I love it. Uh, Dariush is cruising right now, and he's he's the best he's ever looked in his career, and he's facing Tony Ferguson, who looks the worst he has yep. in a while. So, uh, this is a guy on the on the quick rise up against a guy who's on a steep decline right now, and uh, Dariush should win this. I think so too. I'm I you're. <laughs> It's almost like we talk about MMA every week. My analysis was the same. I was like, Dariush is doing good. Ferguson is doing bad. Hashtag analysis. Yeah. Um, also, uh, whoever's doing Badil Dariush's matchmaking, I don't know like who has what divisions or whatever. A plus. These are the people Perfect. who he's fought since March of 2019, and uh, four of these five fights have gotten performance of the night or fight of the night. Drew Dover, Frank Camacho, Drakkar Close, Scott Holtzman, and Carlos Diego Fajeda. That is just a baller group of guys that want to mm. throw down or are willing to throw down enough to get submitted. Uh, the only fight of any of those that went to a decision was the split decision with Carlos Diego Fajeda uh, last February, which was fight of the night. So, uh, yeah, let's pair that dude with Tony Ferguson. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Love this. That's at, what, 262? That's the one in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. That's the one I think I predicted that they're going to do Connor Poirier 3 on that. That would be pretty fun to have all that on the, the same card, just do like a lightweight thing. But... Um, yeah, that's that'll be a, a the people's main event on the main card of that pay per view for sure. Mm, yeah, for sure. Uh, I I love what Daniel Darius has been doing so far, and to get a guy like Tony Ferguson lined up, that's uh, incredible for his rise uh, through lightweight. So more Darius the better, and this is this is a great great matchup. Um, a weird matchup, UFC Fight Night on June 5th, Tanner Bozer <laughs> against Alir Latifi. I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> it's like two smaller heavyweights, uh, one that actually fought at light heavyweight, and one guy that gets bothered about fighting at light heavyweight uh, in Tanner Bozer. So, uh, I, like, 
Latifi's so small. <laughs> like, he's a, he's a, he was a small light heavyweight, and he's a smaller heavyweight. Uh, and Bozer is uh, he he's a guy who's on the leaner side for a heavyweight, but still has power to knock out heavyweights clean. So I expect Bozer to uh, to to win this one, but it's just going to be a weird looking fight of two smaller heavyweights. Yeah, Latifi, I. You're right. It, this is weird. Um, he also has like he hasn't looked great in a while, um, and like moving up, just didn't really seem like the move against Derek Lewis. And obviously, Derek Lewis is a better heavyweight than Tanner Bowser right now, at least. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Especially with the Izzy Yan stuff fresh in my mind, like Latifi could go out there and look good in the first round. And then get laid on for a few minutes and then just not have any, like, I don't know. Or, like you mentioned, the fact that he's a heavyweight and kind of, um, you know, Latifi's not exactly like the youngest competitor in the UFC. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Bozer, but it's very interesting. It kind of feels, it kind of feels, if we're looking at the, a through line through some of this, kind of like they're feeding some of these older guys to some of these younger, at least on, I guess Dariush isn't exactly a younger or up and coming guy, but an on fire guy, they're using these, these guys with a name like Latifi who UFC fans who have followed the UFC for a while. Oh yeah, I know that guy, but I don't know Tanner Bozer. I'll watch that fight. Oh, this young heavyweight beat the shit out of Latifi. Then he's really good. And like using them that way, this is what kind of that feels like to me. Hey Heath, was that a, was that a segue? <laughs> Uh-oh, what because I do? the the next fight we're talking about is an old guy <laughs> facing an up and comer. Don't talk uh, bad about Ed Herman. Ed Herman is Don't so you dare. damn old. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's being mean to him because he didn't get need in the groin and he acted like he got need in the groin. I'm still mad he didn't get his show pay for the fight before that, uh, for for showing up and making weight. Yeah, I'm 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 pro Ed Herman. I've heard too much slander this week. Is he gonna win on June 26th against Danilo Marquez? No. <laughs> Thank you for he's saying 40. it. I wasn't going to say it. He's 40, and Danilo Marquez is coming off a, a nice uh, rear naked choke win against Mike Rodriguez. Uh, like So an earned submission win against Mike Rodriguez, not kind of a slimy <laughs> one uh, that, that Ed Herman had. So. <laughs> Let's go Danilo Marquez. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll agree uh, to disagree on that one, but I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if short fuse is the hill I want to die on just yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, to be determined at a UFC event, we have Michael Chandler against Justin Gaethje. That was announced uh, earlier today, or announced that it's being worked on today. Uh, so that solves some of the lightweight puzzle that we've got going on. Uh, I love this Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje matchup, and I think it's a bad news for Michael Chandler. Uh, I think Gaethje is one of the worst matchups for Chandler in this division. Uh, just considering the damage that he can do with his leg kicks alone. And um, Chandler already had that one leg kick mishap against Brent Primus, and who knows how good his uh, legs can withstand the one of the best leg kickers in the UFC. Uh, so uh, I, I think this is a, a, a really fun matchup, but Gaethje should win this one. Yeah, I agree. Well, whether it's the kicks or whether it's the wrestling, like Gaethje's not going to be intimidated by Chandler's wrestling. So that's not going to be something that... Um, you know, when we were talking about the the hooker fight with Chandler um, and talking about it with Austin, um, one of the things he pointed out, or he, the, one of the things Austin points, out, I don't remember if it was that fight. Maybe I'm con- conflating it, but there was a fight where he pointed out oh, it was the Burns Usman, where like kind of being afraid to throw what you got um, for fear of a takedown, which mm-hmm. Chandler could get away with um, 
in Bellator, and it seemed like Dan Hooker was a little bit worried about. Like, it didn't seem like Dan, like Hooker went out there and really fought his kind of fight. Gaethje ain't going to be worried about that. And he also ain't going to be worried about that that overhand. He should be, but he's a, he's a maniac, and he's not going to be. And he's going to be able to go in. He's going to be able to get into range wherever he wants. I'm sh- I, I, I want to look this up because I never look stuff like this up, and it's a... Uh, it's a, a downfall of mine. I never look up like heights and stuff like that, and, like <laughs> reaches, like things that like yeah. absolutely matter. Um, but if my brain watching previous fights tells me what I think it is, I'm pretty sure Gaethje's the bigger guy. Um, let's see. Yeah, he's five eleven. Chandler's five eight. Um, so he's gonna have the range. Like I don't. Which I mean, that didn't help Dan Hooker a whole lot, but. Um, it's just hard for me to, to see his way through in, in that matchup because I like Gaethje literally everywhere uh, over Chandler, mm-hmm. which I don't know, it'll still be a fun fight, but I think the more interesting thing about it is where they put it because obviously we don't know what's happening with Habib, or uh, we know, but Dana doesn't know. Um, Connor and Poye 3 is out there. That's going to have to happen at some point. Tony versus Dariush, that's happening. And now we got Chandler Gaethje. So the lightweight division is really kind of setting itself up for this yeah. summer run, um, and that could land maybe on 262. Maybe he could go with 263 with um, mm-hmm. Figgy and Moreno, and then maybe go International Fight Week at 264. But that'll definitely be kind of like the Ferguson Dariush pay-per-view main card fight. But um, I'm kind of more interested to see where they go. Hey, 262 is like stacked enough with those three title fights, so I think we can spread the wealth with Chandler Gaethje on another card. That's 261. Oh, 261. 262 is in May. Yeah, 261 okay. is the April one. Yeah, 262 is in May. I'm mixing it up. I'm yeah. mixing it up. How dare you get confused? Like I said, it's such a simple and not confusing, not not a, a boring or rote uh, system at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one more fight at UFC 263 uh, is Hakim Dawadu against Mavzar Evloev. So two of the uh, more uh, exciting up-and-comers that we have at the featherweight division. And the way I saw it put best was uh, from our old buddy, Ryan Wagner, who used to work with us at uh, C-Word, P-Word. Uh, he put it best when he said, this is an excellent fight. I can't wait for one of them to win and fight another unranked featherweight. <laughs> so, yeah, that was going to yeah. be, I I mean, Ryan Wagner's a much, like, yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. Everybody should follow him. He's He's got great analysis. But that was going to be my takeaway. Like, every fight now that Dawadu wins, we go, all right, well, next time he's going to get, like, a, bigger name or like a you know something and instead they just keep getting other good young guys like julio arce or you know subaru tuka got like it, it just keeps mm-hmm. like it doesn't it never happens and like to be fair you know Dawadu it looks good but he's winning split decisions that three of his last four wins have been split decisions the other one was that dope head kick but um yeah i don't know that to me that was kind of the the more surprising takeaway that i kind of expected um not, I mean, Evloev, like, this is a fun fight. Evloev is, is a good fighter, but I kind of expected a bigger name for Dalu at this point. Yeah. Either way, we get to see two of the better uh, rising featherweights out there uh, squaring off. So that's, this is always fun uh, to see fights like that. It's just we wish that they would get ranked and guys like Jeremy Stephen would not get ranked. Hey, uh, so. <laughs> hey. He hasn't done anything. It's amazing so, he has a contract still. I mean, he probably has like one yeah. or two fights left. Dana will throw him in there against some featherweight killers and, and, and he'll be gone. And he's the eighth ranked featherweight. <laughs> so <laughs> when we come back, we'll break down uh, UFC Vegas 22 coming up this weekend with Derek Brunson and Kevin Hall in the main event. Uh, so stay tuned. Throwing elbows. Hey, everyone. You may have noticed a new friend on the show, Fire Department Coffee. 
Uh, they make an appearance during our first break. They're a firefighter-run company which donates 10% of their net proceeds to help ill and injured first responders through their Fire Department Coffee Foundation, which we think is pretty awesome. Uh, also awesome, free coffee. Uh, that's why we've teamed up with Fire Department Coffee to give one of our lucky listeners a free bag of Fire Department Coffee. But it's not just any coffee. It's their Stipe Miocic Extra Strength Coffee. It's a dark roast with a rich, bold taste that gives you the extra kick you need with two times the caffeine. I mean, if you're drinking coffee and that's not two times caffeine, what are you even drinking coffee for, right? Um, so stay tuned to Throw and Elbow's Facebook page for more info. Uh, we'll announce the winner of the week of UFC 260. That's March 27th uh, when Stipe Miocic fights his rematch with Francis Ngannou. Um, but until then, stay tuned to the Facebook page for finding out more info on how to win your free bag of Stipe Miocic's Extra Strength Fire Department coffee. Uh, must be in the U.S. Welcome back to Throwing Elbows. It's time to wrap this show up by breaking down what's going on this weekend. First off, UAE Warriors 18. He tells why we're leading with that. Because it's the most important fight of the weekend. Like, it's, I, well, there might be one other fight. There's one other fight, but it's my most important fight of the weekend. Austin Arnett, Daniel Vega, can't wait. Been a long time, been 14 months since uh, we've got to see Austin fight. And regardless of how it goes, I just, I love watching him do his thing in there. Um, and so the card is this Saturday, March 20th. Starts at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. On the, on the West Coast. Um, Austin, they finally announced the card today. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's just a very interesting, I don't know, they do, they do a lot of events over there. But there's 13 fights on the card, so even though it starts pretty early, Austin is in the latter half. Um, I want to say he's... Like, I don't know, they don't really have, like, a main card set up or anything like that, but he's in the top five fights. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming he'll be on between 9.30 a.m. and 10 a.m. Pacific time. And according to their site, you can just go to their site. I think I remember them just having a YouTube link, but I can't wait. Excited to, to see him do his thing. It should be a pretty interesting matchup, too, different than, um, you know, we talked about when, when he was on, different than a lot of his other recent matchups. He's been fighting a lot of long, lanky guys, and Daniel Vega's five foot five. Um, which would seem to be an advantage for particularly Austin style. So excited to see mm-hmm. him go out there, do his thing. Was watching him, uh, saw some pictures of him on the flight, making it to Abu Dhabi and, and getting over there and getting ready. So excited for that. Um, yeah, definitely the fight I'm looking forward to most. And honestly, the, the other card this weekend, the other card you guys might know about, the UFC card, is still pretty good. But uh, yeah, I got to put Austin number one on, on my sheet. Yeah. Yeah, so tune into that one uh, Saturday on YouTube or the UAE Warriors official site. That's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, so Austin will be later on the card. He's one of the bigger names on that card. So uh, he'll be later around and like, let's look at 1230 or 1 o'clock. Well, I'll, so I'll, uh, for my own personal account, I'll, I'll tweet it out from the throwing elbows too, and he's getting ready to fight. I'll, I'll put something oh, out there. Sure. So for anybody to do it, then I'll, I'll probably throw a link out there too, because I'll definitely be watching. And then later that night, it's UFC Vegas 22. Derek Brunson against Kevin Holland in the main event. Kind of a fight that's been brewing uh, for a little bit. And it's a good one. Uh, I, I like this fight a lot. And Kevin Holland uh, really made a name for himself last year. Just such a strong uh, streak that he had in, in 2020. Like, really took advantage of the of the fights falling apart and everything. And and put together uh, a 5-0 record with with four stoppages. So uh, he was, I believe, my fighter of the year last year. Um, and I think that was a pretty easy choice in, in my book. Um, but now he fights Derek Brunson, a guy who's been looking better and better. 
and I don't like it because I've never liked Derek Brunson and he's finally doing the things that I've wanted him to do his whole career. So I guess I should like it uh, because he's had so much potential and never really had defense. But now he's kind of put that together. He's slowing down. He's 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 basing his, his energy out. So he's a lot more dangerous these days and he's on a three fight win streak. So this is not going to be an open and shut fight for Kevin Holland. It's it's not going to be an easy one, but I still do hope that that Holland comes away with a victory because uh, I've, I've been enjoying his his current run. Yeah, they're trying to get Derek Brunson up out of there. Like the thing we were talking about with them getting some of their veteran fighters, like they've been trying to do it with Brunson for a hot minute. They gave him to mm-hmm. Izzy, then I mean Theodoru. That literally one of, like one of the worst fights ever. That fight was so awful. Yeah. Um, but then in his last two fights, he's got Ian Heinish and Edmund Shabazian, two guys that are at different points in their career, pretty hyped prospects for the UFC. And they're like, well, let's just throw another one at him. Not like, uh, who's another hot guy? Let's try to kill the Derek Brunson, like, so we can ship him off to Bellator as soon as possible because that feels <laughs> more like, I don't know, it feels like they've just been like, okay, maybe this young guy can get the rub off of him and, and, and send him away, but he just keeps winning. Um, and yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how how this is going to go because this seems also kind of like a similar matchup to me to where they're both kind of goofy and aggressive mm-hmm. and and good strikers with, with power and speed, but also kind of make questionable decisions in in the middle of, of fights. Sometimes have been known to to not always be like this the smartest, but um, I'm yeah, like you said, I'm definitely rooting for Holland. Seeing him continue to make that run and. I don't know, him joining that group of middleweight contenders with Marvin Vittori sounds more fun than Derek Brunson kind of just yeah. holding that, that gatekeeper status. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a couple car, uh, fights on this car that, that are really fun. Uh, Gregor Gillespie against Brad Riddell should be uh, fantastic. Gillespie has a beard. I don't know if you've seen it, but he not. looks scary. <laughs> he looks scary, and, and I can't wait to see him fight again. Uh, it's been a long time since he got knocked out against Kevin Lee, so uh, we've just it's always fun to see Gregor Gillespie fight. Hopefully he's on the in the win column this time against a fellow fun fighter in, in Brad Riddell. Um, I, I like Song Kinan against Max Griffin. That should be fun. Uh, Marion Renault against Macy Chazon uh, is a good fight that, that headlines the prelims. And then the sneaky good fight, Leonardo, Leonardo Santos against Grant Dawson. Uh, should be really good. Uh, I like that one a lot, and uh, that's 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 what's that's what's standing out to me on this card. I mean, Ty Tuivasa, Dante Mays, not doing much for me, <laughs> not doing too much for me. <laughs> so, uh, also, Anthony Burchak and Johnny Eduardo were supposed to be on the card. Uh, that was going to be a good fight, but Eduardo uh, had to withdraw from the bout due to visa issues that happened uh, earlier today. So that's that oh. sucks that that we're not going to get to see that fight. Um, but yeah, what, what's 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 point uh, stand out to you on this card? Yeah, Gillespie Riddell. That that does it for me. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. fight. Uh, and like you said, seeing how Gillespie responds after his kind of step up performance, and you know, obviously Brad Riddell isn't you know Kevin Lee, but that's still a really tough matchup. And Gillespie right now coming in a minus two forty five favorite seems a little high, like which mm-hmm. makes sense. Like he's the more known quantity and, and definitely should be the favorite, but. That line seems a little bit big for me. Um, Max Griffin, as you mentioned, friend of the program, been on throwing elbows in the past via Jay Anderson, I believe, interviewed mm-hmm. him for us. So yep. always got a bull for Max Griffin. Um, Marion Renault, or is Marion Renault the one that got you Twitter famous? No. No. Who am I thinking of? Random Marcos. Dang it. 
Well, I I follow women's band. I'm white. I swear. Herbert's uh, Macy Chase on that should be interesting. And then, like you said, definitely the uh, smart MMA fan sleeper of the night, Leonardo Santos versus Grant Dawson. That's going to be a fantastic fight. And it also mm-hmm. like matters, <laughs> like as much as is a, is a lightweight fight between like two kind of lesser known guys. Can't those guys are like doing really well like leonardo santos yeah. obviously just doesn't lose but um yeah very much looking for also montel jackson that's also a guy to, to look out for bantamweight he's on the the prelims but yeah i think if on paper i probably would have taken last week's card and and look what we got we got a, a big goofy mess so maybe this week the kind of unassuming card that um i don't know if you saw the ufc apparently there was a graphic or something that um they put like big upcoming fights on the schedule and they completely skipped this event uh-huh. and it was either Kevin Holland or Derek Brunson. I don't remember which put something out on Twitter was like, Oh cool. Glad to know that like we're not important enough to like blah, blah, blah. So maybe they will be extra motivated and go on there and, and, and put mm-hmm. on a good show, which of course sends the wrong message back to Dana, but at the same time would be fun for us. Yeah. Leonardo Santos, seven Oh and one in the UFC He's uh, a monster. that he had, he had like a three-year layoff, and that's why people forgot about him. So, well, how old um, is he? He is, uh, he is forty-one. Yeah, I didn't that, know he's that's that also old. probably a big reason. <laughs> okay, seven zero and one though—that's pretty damn good. Uh, and Grant Dawson four and zero in the UFC, looking like he's going to be one of the next big uh, grapplers. And in they that stuck division. it on the prelims because we have yeah. to get Tai Tuivasa and Dante Almeis. <laughs> nasty all right well that'll do it for throwing elbows this week uh follow us on apple spotify soundcloud stitcher google play throwing elbows mma facebook throwing elbows mma and also participate in our coffee giveaway post uh twitter at throwing elbows and our written work is on cagesidepress.com same day same place next week we are out